All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Grease the Wheels. One more time, it's your Uncle Jimmy coming at you from the Rock and Roll Garage, talking to you about being an automotive technician, being a technician of any type, whether you work on planes, trains, automobiles, whether you work on motorcycles or mini bikes or heavy equipment or even police cars or whatever. Uh, this is a podcast for you. Now, I got a podcast that I've been kind of thinking about for a while that I want to hit you boys and girls with, and it's about not being technicians. Here's what I mean when I say that, okay? If you've been doing this job, if you've been a technician, whether it's an automotive technician or whatever whatever it is you work on, whatever it is you fix, if you've been doing it for a couple of years, I dare say that you have personally thought about actually not doing that anymore. Uh, I believe that every technician out there dreams of maybe winning the lottery or getting a different job that pays a hell of a lot more. And really, how is that not possible? But we think about all the time what else we would do. And I encourage you, okay, as a technician, as somebody who works on it, on whatever it is you work on, to look forward to a day when you are not going to do this anymore. I want you to think about it. I want you to start thinking about it. I want you to make a plan, okay? And here's why. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. This is why I'm recommending that you actually plan ahead for a day when you're not going to do this, okay? Because there's going to be a day where you may not be able to do this. This is something that happens to a lot of technicians, and I'm honestly very surprised it hasn't happened to me yet because I'm a lot older than just about any technician you may find in a shop these days. I talk all the time about how the conditions are kind of terrible sometimes how management is terrible, how advisors are terrible, how our fellow technicians are terrible, how our, the parts people we have to work with are terrible, and, and why all those people are terrible, and then what they could do to be better at what they do and not be so fucking terrible. But one of the things that you have to consider as a technician is that it, you know if things are bad where you are, you could certainly grease the wheels and do what you do somewhere else, or you could grease the wheels, take your toolbox home, and get a job doing something completely fucking different, okay? I want you to start thinking about that, and there's a good reason for that. Physically, I don't think that this is a job for people over the age of 40, honestly. Don't like to usually talk about myself too much in this podcast. It's not about me. It's about you. But I have to regale you with my experiences, and sometimes it is about the things that have happened to me. Uh, but I try to relate them to you. But in this particular case, I have to talk about me because I left the parts end of the business when I was 38 years old to go to tech school so I could become a technician. And along the way, I ran into certain instructors who wondered about my sanity. I had one who wondered about it out loud and said, are you fucking crazy? And I realized now what he was talking about because the job is actually pretty physical. Okay? You have to get at components. You have to reach up a lot. You have to lift things. And it has actually damaged me. There's no question about it. I've had back surgery. I've had, uh, you know, my feet hurt sometimes. Got a big cut in my left hand right now from where something came across it and dug into the skin. Yeah, it's a, it's a physical job where you can hurt yourself real easy. And uh, you probably shouldn't be allowed to put up with that for too long, to be honest with you. Um, doing what I do at my age, and I mean, I, I don't even want to tell you how old I am. You'd probably all go, what, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Because that's what people say to me when they do find out how old I am. I, but I personally, I enjoy what I do a lot. 
and I'm a specific. I don't want to say I'm a great physical specimen. I, it's not true in any stretch by any stretch of the imagination, but I am uh, physically equipped to do this job. I'm uh, a little bit bigger than most human beings. I'm a little stronger than most human beings, and uh, I'm smart about what I lift. I'm smart about what I touch and what I don't touch, and I always try to be safe when I'm either pushing or pulling tools either away from me or towards me. And I always wear my safety glasses when I have air tools that cut things. So I've enjoyed a relatively injury-free career, okay? Now, probably tomorrow I'll lose an arm at work, but, but until that happens, I'm going to keep doing what I do because I love it. I really do. It's a, and maybe that's just a, a point of insanity. But I want you all to examine what you have going on in your life. And I want you to, to look forward in some way, shape, or form to doing something completely different. Maybe uh, selling cars, or maybe moving into the parts department, or maybe going back to college and getting a degree in computer science, you know, like the kids do these days. Or maybe becoming an Uber driver or working at a pizza. I mean, really, literally, there's a million other things that you can do besides this. And quite frankly, between you and I, what we do as mechanics, if you're an automotive mechanic, it's not lucrative enough compared to the physical damage you, you either can or are doing to yourself. It's not paying you to kill yourself. So don't. Don't do it. And if you can get out of the business, I would actually suggest that you do. Because I, I don't know many jobs, honestly, out there where if you ask somebody, would you recommend this job to your son or your nephew or a friend and the resounding answer in almost every case is no fuck no i wouldn't recommend this job to anybody i do it because i'm good at it or i like to do it but i certainly wouldn't recommend it to anybody i think that if you asked a hundred technicians you're going to get 95 96 of them saying yep no i wouldn't recommend this job to anybody and I'm, and I'm dead serious about that i wouldn't recommend this job to anybody it's full of uh people who don't know what the hell they're doing and it's full of people who just try to get as much work out of you as they possibly can and pay you as little as possible that that's that's irritating there's just a lot of things that are really wrong honestly with this profession there's a lot of things that are wrong with them and and the people who are in the position to make a difference to do things or to say things to you that would make a difference and change that perception for you they're not going to fucking do that that's not something that they even want to do not even something they think about usually people think about themselves and that's it they don't think about anybody else but i'm here now with a podcast thinking about you thinking about what you got going on in your life and wanting you to be around wanting you to be safe i want you to live long and prosper as doctor as mr spock would say i want you to i want you to have a, a long and fruitful life i really do and I mean it. I mean it completely. So start thinking about what uh, what you're going to do next. Now, I've got a, a few irons in the fire myself personally, but I'm real close to retirement age, so I'm going to have to probably uh, live in a cardboard box and live off the government until I'm dead. I have some experience with auto parts, so I may I may move into that field if I become somehow uh, disabled to the point where I can't work on cars. If I can, I will do something that is more lucrative. Really, don't have a lot of training in in any white collar type of a field uh, where you know they pay you to sit around and eat donuts and drink coffee and make decisions about things that go on in certain companies i don't have that kind of training or knowledge i'm not a business major never was i think i know how businesses should run but it's only because i've been in the business you know and for you guys and ladies that listen to this podcast 
I, I expect the best for you. I want the best for you. So when you start thinking about what you want to do, if you have some form of college education, and, and many of us are just going to have a college education that, that involves just tech school, automotive tech school. But there's some training there. At, I mean, you know, the uh, automotive tech school I went to had some training for uh, service managers, which sounds wrong because every service manager I met had no training whatsoever. But there was a, there was a, a service manager type of a training program for them where they, they filled them in on all the uh, ins and outs of all the analytics that you can get from a computer. And I'm not sure even what else. I know a few guys took it and I asked them what it was all about. And the answers were uh, vague and sketchy. And they weren't even really sure what they were learning that kind of shit for. I think really, uh, you know, and one of the things that goes on with service managers and general managers and that sort of thing is that they get information that is included with the uh, computer uh, software that they have to run the shop. You know, they have uh, an electronic RO and you fill those out and you put in there your job stories. And from there, a uh, server somewhere, a computer somewhere will crunch some of the numbers that are associated with that RO, whether or not there was, uh, you know, how many hours you turned on it, how many hours they were able to sell, how many turns, how many parts, the gross profit, the net profit. There's a million and one little analytics to go along with everything that's done to that RO after it's closed out. And uh, a lot of times mechanics, technicians, the, the guys in the shop who actually do the work don't get to see and or hear anything about what those numbers are, what they could be, what they should be, whether or not they're good or bad. You typically don't hear anything about them unless they're really, really bad. I know that I've had technicians who turn minuscule amounts of hours and for some reason, no one ever seemed to say anything to them, even though it was blatantly obvious, even without the the, uh, use of analytics, that they were just fucking off and basically wasting time and taking up space. I don't know if, if, you know, if this is something you learn in service manager school, I would think you would, but it's not something that was ever really addressed. You know, there's a a certain amount of uh, ignorance that goes along with looking at numbers and going, yeah, you know, that could be better or that could, that's great or that's not great. You know, I mean, people who crunch the numbers or there's always going to be people who can crunch the numbers. I mean, there's, you know, there's only so many numbers in the world anyway. There's just one through nine and then you, you stack up and you stack them up and you get numbers that equal thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands and then millions. Okay, great. You, you were the guy who creates the end product. The numbers involve you, they should probably share them with you, but they they never do. So, you know, if you're going to go into management in a shop, if you're going to go into management of a dealership as a service manager or even an assistant service manager, or maybe just as an advisor, this is definitely something that happens, I would say, quite a bit with technicians. Uh, You get a guy who's finished as a technician, who doesn't want to do another goddamn brake job ever, who's tired of doing tires. Sorry, pardon the pun, but... uh, you know, you got a guy that it just can't work in the shop anymore for whatever reason. Either he doesn't want to, or he's, he's had it, or he physically can't perform anymore. There's places in the building sometimes that you can move into. Sometimes you can become the parts guy. Sometimes you can become an assistant service manager or maybe a service advisor. And you're somewhat prepared for these roles just because of what you have done in the past. If you have aspirations to be something different, you might want to look into getting the education you need to do those things. It's obviously, it's a, I think it's a lot easier to take a course at night if you're a younger person if you're an older person like me and i'm and i'm you know i'm up there i get home from work at uh, you know 6 6 37 o'clock i've been on my feet all day all i want to do is lay on the couch and watch football or baseball i don't even want to move i don't even want to get up to eat 
Sometimes I get so tired. I, I'm in the shower falling asleep after work because I get, like I said, I, I work hard. I do work hard. Um, it belies my age how hard I work. But uh, I get home and I'm dirty, I'm filthy, I'm disgusting, and I'm tired. So usually the first thing I do is take a shower, and the second thing I do is I lay down on the couch. I've got other things that I'm going to be doing. Hopefully, if they pan out, I don't think this, and I don't want you to think that this podcast is actually part of that. It really isn't. It's uh, the podcast is more of a uh, a means to an end for me to help other people, which is really my sole reason for being on this planet. I'm here to help people, whether I'm fixing their cars or helping other people fix their cars or telling people uh, some of the things that I've learned. It's not something that. Uh, that's too difficult to learn on your own, but if you feel like you're not alone in knowing this or feeling this, then maybe you can feel better about uh, who you are and what you're doing. But again, I want you all to start looking forward to doing something else. Like I said, there's a myriad of things, and I, you know, I think of them all the time. There are jobs out there, and, and you can ask Mike Rowe, there's some jobs out there that are worse than our job. Uh, believe me when I tell you, I've had some of these jobs. One of the, I think honestly, the worst job I've ever had was as a car salesman. I tried to do that for about four or five months back when I was in my early 20s. It was eye-opening. It was very eye-opening. I'm not, uh, I, I figured out that I'm not a very good closer. And this was back in the days when uh, negotiating a price of a car was the, was the king. It was the way it was done. Now it's, it's completely different the way it's done. People know everything about the car before they even hit the dealership. And when they come in, they just want to know how much they have to pay. Uh, there's really almost no negotiation about it. You go online, you know how much the car costs. You go into the dealership and say, I want the blue one. I know what it does. Thank you very much. Tell me how much I got to give you to buy that car. I know I know it's the one I want. I know it's what I want. Back in the day, we used to, have, we used to get people into the dealership. And what we used to have to do is bend their arm up behind their back and uh, try to get them to sign the contract to buy the fucking thing right then and there on the spot. And if we didn't, we were abject failures as human beings. So another component of being a salesman back in, in those days was that you lied to people. You told them what they wanted to hear. You told them that the car could do things that it doesn't do because they wanted it to do that. And that, that after they bought it, they would figure out that it doesn't actually do that. And they probably wouldn't be that upset about it. And if they were tough shit, we had their fucking money. And then the other thing is when somebody shows interest in a car, you have to strike like a fucking rattlesnake and, and get the venom into their blood and get them to sign the goddamn contract immediately i had to sign it right fucking now i had to sell it now there was no thinking about it there was no going home to contemplate the purchase there was none of that shit that shit did not happen people came into your dealership they were probably going to buy a car either at your place or somebody else's place and if you let them fucking leave they weren't going to be buying a car from you they were going to buy a car from somewhere else because those people wouldn't let them leave until they bought a car. And that's how it worked. And that didn't work very well for me. And I don't care if, you, you know, if this was one of the other things that they, those fucking assholes used to do is uh, if you came in and let's say they had a car and they were selling it for $20,000 and they would realistically let it go for $18,000. And somebody said, oh, I'll give you $19,000, which is $1,000 off. They would still try to work you for like an extra hundred or two hundred dollars, even though they're making a thousand dollars more than they actually wanted to. They would always try to get more money out of you, no matter fucking what. And it was ridiculous. And so I ended up leaving there and not feeling bad about that shit at all. Maybe they called me a failure or a loser. It's fine with me. I don't give a fuck because those people can suck my dick. They're the fucking losers and the failures because buying cars 
the way we buy cars now has completely changed completely 100 percent and uh the old school tactics that those fucking people were really good at don't exist anymore at all and that's one of the ways that the automotive industry has uh reinvented itself with the use of the internet and internet savvy people who can research the living shit out of something before they even step foot in the showroom changed everything and you know honestly too it, it's i would think i don't think it has but it could conceivably change how we do our job or rather how we have to to do our job, okay? I don't think that there's any repair, honestly, that gets done to an automobile that isn't somehow documented one way or the other on YouTube or on the internet somewhere. The problem is, well, I mean, mean, literally every job. I mean, if you say, oh, you know, I want to rebuild an Alfa Romeo engine, which is something I had to do at one job, I found a couple of videos of guys who actually had done that. And I learned a few things, a couple of things about what I was trying to do from them. It was, you know, it was no small, I I was appreciative because the last thing I want to do is have to spend hours and hours researching a motor I'm never, ever going to fucking work on again. And if I could just get the the little tidbits of information I need now in a video and not have to fucking learn it by reading about it or finding out I did it wrong, then I'm good. Okay, so the Internet is changing a lot of things. And maybe if you are looking for a different type of a career, the Internet can help you with that as well. Okay, and I think the Internet could help us all uh, career uh, changes, different career advancements. Even there's definitely a lot of online uh, schooling going on out there. And if you have a passion for something one way or the other, there's probably an online school that will help you indulge your passion. And that's that's another thing that's important if you start to look for something else to do. And and I think that, you know, if you don't really enjoy working on cars, and believe me, I would understand completely if you didn't, and you'd just do it anyway because either A, you're good at it, or B, it's just what you're doing at the moment. If you have a passion for something, I mean, as long as it isn't completely ridiculous, and and there's definitely some ridiculous stuff going on out there, but if you have a passion for something and there's a market to have a a career of some sort doing what you're passionate about, I don't think that there's any reason why you shouldn't pursue that. Because if you can put your, if you start to research that and maybe go to school for something along those lines, you might be able to, to sneak into a career that you would absolutely love. And if you've got the training, you could get a job doing that without any trouble whatsoever. And you could leave wrenching behind. You could take the toolbox home and park it in the back of the shop at your house, in the back of the garage, and pile laundry on top of it if you want. And do something else. Maybe maybe you're a history buff and you become a, a history teacher at a high school. It could happen. It could certainly happen. There's things you have to do to become a teacher, but you could certainly do them. You could certainly get those credentials at night while you turn wrenches during the day and maybe continue to feed your family and be a provider and be somebody who's looked up to to do the right things for your wife and your kids and maybe maybe your parents if they're living with you. Who knows? But you could also look forward and move forward and uh, help yourself out and advance in life and maybe do something that you love. And that's that's what this is all about, really. Uh, this particular podcast, anyway, is is getting down into your psyche and finding out what it is you love to do. Now, for me to say that to you is pretty easy because I love what I do. I I am I am a technician at a major dealership working on a, a Highline European brand, and I love it. I really, honestly, love it. It's challenging when I want it to be challenging. Sometimes it's challenging when I don't want it to be challenging. Uh, sometimes it's uh, dirty. Sometimes it's tough, but it's. Uh, it's something that I really do enjoy, and, I, and it might sound stupid. I know that some of you 
actually kind of hate what you do. This podcast is directed at those of you who hate what you do. Find something that you love to do. Life is too short to turn wrenches until you're 50 and a complete invalid and then figure out what you want to do with your life. Now, you don't have to make a change tomorrow. And I'm not recommending to you that you leave, that you quit tomorrow, okay? If you want to quit tomorrow, that's that's up to you. Don't don't say, well, Uncle Jimmy says I should quit my job and go do something else. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you should look forward to the day when you can quit your job and do something different and love what you're doing if you don't love what you're doing now. So anyway, that's that's what I've got for you tonight on this podcast. I want you to be happy and healthy, and uh, I want you to look to the future, and I want you to see where you might be in a year, two years, five years, ten years. Figure out what it is that makes you happy. Go and do it. Grab life by the balls and, and live it, okay? So this is uh, this is your Uncle Jimmy signing off for right now. Let me know what your passions are. If your passions aren't turning wrenches, I'd like to hear it. Uh, let me know if I suck at this. Maybe I'll have to find a different career. I don't doubt that at all, but we, you know, we're, on, we're on Facebook. I think everybody in the world's on Facebook. We have also Twitter reddit instagram and those sorts of things so go to those get your computer out fire up your phone whatever it is you got to do all right that's enough of me this is uncle jimmy signing off saying see you